Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Greg Ducharme. And Greg, an emergency pod for arguably one of the bigger golf news days we've had in some time. It felt like it was just nugget after nugget after nugget this morning. Yeah, this was uh, very interesting and a very good listen from uh, Commissioner Jay Monahan. And very interesting to read all the comments and all the remarks. But this is uh, um, the amazing thing to me is how quickly this changed. You know, Mm -hmm. there was a players only meeting last week and this stuff set into effect right away. And I think that's a really nice change of pace for the PGA Tour Um, and, um, you know, moving moving really quickly on things. And players are going to see the benefit right away. Yeah, we talked about this before, and and I actually described changes happening on the PGA Tour, like trying to turn a battleship. And I thought it would be multiple years before they could do anything of substance. Uh, Jay Monahan had a presser this morning and announced these changes effective immediately. And Greg, we can kind of go through these in a couple of sections here. So let's start with this one. Uh, Top players move to a more unified schedule moving forward. So this to me is kind of the big takeaway from the Tiger Rory ran meeting at hotel DuPont in Wilmington last week is that they look, they look each other in the eyes and they say, Hey, are we willing to kind of unify our schedule around what looks to be 20 events? You know, all the elevated events like the Genesis Invitational, the API, the Memorial, the match play, the tournament of champions, the three playoff events, um, the four events that we don't even know what are going to be elevated yet. Like we're going to see the top players get together like 20 times next year, which is way more than we see right now. Yes, it is. Um, But it's, it is and it isn't in a way you look at these events and they are the events where we see the top players. Uh, I mean, every once in a while you see somebody potentially skip one. Um, But when I look at this, So again, I think these are the events where we see the top players coming together for for really for the most part. What I find really interesting about this is the definition of top players. And this isn't the best players based on official world golf ranking or the best players based on their position in the FedEx Cup or uh, exemptions or anything like that. It's the top players in terms of their impact, right? Based on the player impact program. 
And I find that to be very, very interesting. Um, and ultimately, this is a, a promise for those guys coming together and saying, yeah, we're going to play. And that's at least for this year. It sounds like that may change in 2024. Um, but the exact criteria of what defines a top player is unknown beyond this upcoming year. And Let, I, I find that very interesting. Let's that's a really big point. I want to, I want to mine into for a second, but before, before we do that, um, credit to, to Brendan Quinn here, who, who put this together, he's with, uh, the athletic, he just kind of did a little bit of napkin math. So basically, uh, over this year uh, in 2022, 15 of the top 30 players got together in the same field five times. That's it. Five times. Now wow. there's almost a guarantee of, I guess, depending on what other events they play, like at least 18 times. We, we've actually never seen the, remember, independent contractors, right? That's part, that's part of this whole thing where they have all agreed to play the same event. That, that is, that's generally unheard of. Yes, it is. Um, so say that to me again. It's, I didn't see this um, napkin math. Five. Yep. Say, yeah, go ahead. 15 or more of the top 30 players. So he kind of said of the top guy, he did not know this was from a couple of days ago. He did not know the top players at the time. So 15 yeah. of the top 30 players competed in the same field only five times match play Scottish open Genesis waste management, the Memorial. Okay. So he's excluding majors and, uh, and playoffs. I, I assume. Uh, he's excluding majors. Yeah. And I actually think he might've tweeted this before the playoffs. So, okay. So let's say right. so that's five plus four. So maybe it's closer to 10 or 12. Right. Right. Which is a lot closer to what we're going to see here. Okay. If that makes sense. And so again, I'm, I'm in no means saying that this is a bad idea, but the key to me in this is the promise. And if you're, and again, I think this is why this happened so quickly. If if you're Jay Monahan and this is put on your desk, and you have top players agreeing to play the same event, well, that that's a no-brainer. There's no there's no decision to be made there because this is something that you can go and sell. We found this out in the uh, in the court case or the hearing, the TRO a couple weeks ago. The PGA Tour makes a lot of their money based on the the promise that they can deliver to their sponsors, to the television partners, to, to these deals. And that's why they had their limitation on non-compete events um, because of the promise that they're able to make in advance. And this is just, this is a stronger promise uh, and, and a much bigger quantity of players agreeing to that. So I, I think that's a, it, it's a very interesting thing and a no brainer for Jay Monahan. but what it takes is the players agreeing to do it. What I didn't see and I should should have caveated this at the top. Like, there's a lot of information we still don't know about a, a lot of the logistics yeah. and a lot of details. We have basically got an outline of this. So, so these are elevated events, but they are not um, they're not smaller field events, right? I mean, I mean the well, some of them are by nature, but th this is right. not like top sixty players, no cut, which is something we had kind of heard before. The memorial is still going to be what that 120 golfer field. It's just that everyone has kind of agreed to get together at the same spots. Right. And again, it's only the 20, uh, top players, again, most impactful players, right? 20, you could say most popular players that have agreed to do it. But also if, if you read the release that Jay Monahan sent out, it's 
if eligible. So, right, you're, you're not going to necessarily get them in the tour championship. Some of them may not qualify. Um, the tournament of champions, same deal. Some of them may not qualify. So it's, it doesn't change the events, right? It's not like a cop, a complete copycat of live where they're going to smaller fields, no cuts with a $20 million purse. They're taking the events that they currently have and agreeing to play in them. And the purse is raised, which we knew about a little while ago. And today we learned that more are going to raise. So it, it's a win for the players because the purses are they're going to be playing for more money. That's a win. It's a win for the fans because you now have a, commitment that they're all going to play together again I, I would argue it's not going to feel a whole lot different in that regard I, I still think these events well you're going to get four additional ones which i think is a big deal i think that really adds to it and changes it um, I, depending I also, on what, what they are i hope those rotate craig i i think yeah i've seen that idea floated around that's to me is a really great idea or else some of these events are going to get boxed out on having anybody in them Right. But if you rotate, if, if next year, the four are, I don't know, uh, Phoenix and RBC heritage and whatever, whatever. And then in 2023 or 2024, it's John Deere and the three M like, I, I think that is, I, I don't want to say an olive, an olive branch, but I, I just think it's a good idea for the game. Well, it'd be very cool. Right. And we kind of saw this during COVID after the lockdown, when everybody came back and you had all the top players playing the RBC heritage and all the top players playing some events that we typically don't see, uh, it, it really spiced them up and you got to see what those golf courses are all about from a different perspective. So I, I do think that's a cool idea. I'm not sure it's going to happen because again, sure either. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like where does all this come from? And Jay talked about this in the press conference. Where does the money come from? Well, a, a big factor in this is we can go to sponsors and say, we can offer more and get more in return. It's a, a value exchange, if you will. Uh, and so I wonder if all, if every event has the capability of doing that. Um, and maybe they do. I don't know. But it's really a cool idea. Realistically, those events will be sold to the highest bidder, right? Like if John Deere is willing to pony up more for a title sponsor, that will be an elevated event. If 3M is willing to, that'll be an elevated, like that, that's the way I see this going. Right. It's unlikely that the players cherry picked that. They said, look, we'll agree to this number. Um, but now it's, now it's the job of the executives to go and sell it uh, and go make the business end of it work. So well, look, it, it's a really cool idea. I, I just, I don't think that's a, a realistic idea. Okay. Top players. That is something we are going to have to get used to hearing. Top players. That is, that's a term now in our world. And it's important because for the 2022-2023 season, a top player will be defined as players who finish in the top 20 under the current PIP player impact program and players who finish in the top 20 under the revised PIP, which is what they're revising. And oh, by the way, that PIP fund that we've had so much fun poking at and saying, oh my gosh, can you believe they're giving out popularity contest money has doubled, not only in number of players who will receive it from 10 to 20, but from 50 million to $100 million. Greg. Yes. This is, uh, in my opinion, 
this is this is the most interesting part because this is tying together top players based on ability and popularity which is not necessarily something we have ever seen in a PGA tour that has been eat what you kill right and again when this first started um i i wasn't a huge fan of it uh, and i'm not necessarily a huge fan of it now i just understand it a little more this is the first time i've looked at this list and said okay this is really something of value to the PGA tour this this is a valuable program and before this i wondered if it was a way i mean there are all kind of conspiracy theories out there right is this a way to just pay players to keep them happy um is that really enough to do that i don't know but i i think it's now twofold and today it really became twofold and um at least some of my mind changed on this where you're rewarding players for their impact okay if you want to do that that's fair it's I'm not, I think there are probably other ways you could invest those dollars, but at the same time, it becomes a tool to quantify what players are um, contributing to the PGA tour. And now when you go and sell it to a, a title sponsor to an event, it becomes a lot more valuable. So in a way, it kind of, it, it quantified that rather than just, Oh, okay. Well, you know, my favorite players are X, Y, and Z. Um, the big names are X, Y, and Z. The big names are the guys playing the best. Well, no, we actually have some data that supports who the most impactful players are based on reasons X, Y, and Z, which again, they're hard to follow. They're hard to understand. I don't understand. I don't know how you get there if you're a young player, but um, but there's a, I think there's a, a sales element to it. Jacob, whose idea do you think this was? Ricky Fowler. Yeah, that's the, it's the Ricky Fowler rule, right? Uh, I mean, and Tiger Woods as well, because he's not playing as 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 many. But um, this is a stark uh, a, a stark contrast from the pure meritocracy of the PGA Tour. Now, I'm not saying it's not necessary, Greg, because maybe it's necessary. Because I I've and I've said this countless times. What I believe Live Golf did correctly was not necessarily care as much about recent form guys that are contending on a regular basis, but getting guys that people care about, right? Phil Mickelson and Bubba Watson. And, you know, maybe it's Lee Westwood, maybe it's Sergio Garcia, maybe it's Brooks Kepka, you know, who, all these guys, Bryson, who moves the needle in a lot of different ways. It was a strategic move by them to get popular guys. And the PGA tour has now for the first time ever written in Basically, you can be really good or you can be really popular. Th those are the two things we need from you. Or one, you need to be one of them. Yeah, um, I still, I still think you need to be really good if you want it to last, because it's not a way for you to keep your PGA Tour card. It's not a way for you to get into these events, which again I think was really miss. For you know what I've read on Twitter, I think at least a portion of the public misunderstands that the players on this PIP list aren't getting automatic bids into these events. Right, you have to. You still have to qualify. All you're doing is promising that you're going to play if you do qualify, which I think is a really big. Um, uh, I think it's a really big aspect of this. But uh, again, is it is it a necessary thing to reward these guys? Again, I, I don't know. But I find it interesting that they're now using this list in a uh, in a much more substantial way than just rewarding players who do well on social media, which of course social media is part of the revised uh, aspect of PIP that's been removed. Right. 
Okay. So, um, the, those are the, the two biggies. Well, I guess there's one more, but the two biggies top players now going to a more unified schedule, uh, the PIP and the definition of those top players kind of being expanded and defined. And then this one is interesting as well. So there is a earnings assurance program, which Greg, from what I understand, uh, fully exempt corn Ferry and PGA tour members are basically going to have a minimum earning. Now this is going to be an advance on their winning. So, so the minimum for any fully exempt corn Ferry tour or PGA tour player is $500,000. That means if I'm a fully exempt corn Ferry tour player and I earn $200,000, the PGA tour will give me $300,000 more. Now, all right, I read this the same way the first time too and had conversations with people about it. But I went back and read it again and it's it's not Corn Ferry Tour players. It's players from the Corn Ferry Tour category that are on the PGA Tour. So you you retweeted a great thread from PGA Tour Communications. Yes, I'm looking at and it. it right. If you go back and read that, it's the Corn Ferry Tour category. Correct. Which which is an eligibility category of PGA Tour players. So it's it's not that I'm exempt. I'm, I'm a full member of the Corn Ferry Tour, and I have this um, league minimum now. It's I graduated from the Corn Ferry Tour last year. Now I'm a rookie on the PGA Tour, and now I have this um, this league minimum. The, the league minimum is only a PGA Tour thing, uh, and and I think it's a very reasonable thing, right? Rookies or players who are just getting back on the PGA Tour can take it up front. It relieves a, a lot of stress. Uh, it, it relieves them in their travel duties. But the reality is most players are going to make that. 167 players made at least a half a million dollars last year on the PGA Tour. So it's, um, I, I think it's a, a smart thing to do. It gives these players some comfort, uh, especially for the rookies. I mean, you can come out of the Corn Ferry Tour and play really well, and you're not really netting a lot of dollars. But now all of a sudden... You go there and you know, all right, I'm okay. I'm okay for this year, which I, I think is great. A Andrew Landry, the first guy who did not make five hundred thousand, made four ninety eight seven. Andrew, call the PGA Tour. They owe you. Uh, they owe you thirteen hundred bucks. That's that's what they that's what they owe you to get there. Oh, so it, it's one sixty three, not one sixty seven. Oh, yeah. okay. According to the, right, so, I, I don't know what Jacob showed me, but according to what that is, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. You're you're right about the numbers. So look, it, it's great, and I, I don't think it really costs the PGA Tour that much. Uh, um, with this and and the next thing, I'm sure we'll talk about. Jay said that it would be, um, a, you know, a two to three million dollar expense or or investment, whatever you want to call it, for the PGA Tour this year. So I, I think it's a, I think it's a really smart, equitable, fair move for the guys on the on the other side of the PGA Tour. Right. So a lot of this is um, going to really help the stars, obviously. Uh, yes. This th this part, the earnings assurance program, and the next part, the travel stipend program, are to help the bottom. So for non-exempt members, and this is straight from PGA Tour comms, so 126 to 125 and below, they will receive $5,000 for every missed cut. Uh, to help subsidize travel tournament related expenses, and it does not impact tournament purses. This is something we had also heard. I mean, we heard this before before Live existed. 
uh, we heard guys that would be like, you know, if you go on a bad run of two months, you're like losing money out here with how much, how, how expensive it is to travel. Yeah. I mean, try to go, go on a uh, orbits or Expedia and try to look at hey, the prices of flights. No free ads here. <laughs> it's really expensive traveling around and then you got to get a hotel and you got to get it for a week. I don't know how all that works where you, you book the hotel for a week and then you only stay for two nights. Is there a cancellation policy in the room block? <laughs> but look, these things matter to some of these guys. It, there's not necessarily huge margins for every single player out there on the PGA tour. Um, and this is something that uh, Michael Breed, who I work for has talked about for years Everybody who plays in a PGA Tour event should be paid, even if they miss the cut. You're still out there. You're you're creating a full field. You're um, some of the other things he said is you know you're dealing with uh, with fans. You're signing autographs, some more than others, of course. But you're you're out there creating an event. You're playing in a group with the leader, and you know maybe some of your shots are on TV. Some of the fans are watching you play. This is a um, it's work. And just because you work two days and not four doesn't mean you should walk away with zero. So I, I think this is, a, again, another really fair aspect. And I think it's something that is um, just simply the right thing to do. And they've done it in other ways with the fully exempt members, right? The $500,000 stipend at the beginning of the year or, um, or the end of the year, whatever your choice is. That's a way to make sure that payers get played, uh, players get paid. The, the FedEx Cup bonus system pays everybody through 150. You miss the playoffs and you still make $85,000 from uh, the FedEx and bonuses. And to me, that helps cover those missed cuts and that travel expense. But I think this is a really wise thing and, um, and, and the right thing to do. That's the meat of what we learned today. Again, obviously lots of details still to come. Liv uh, did release a statement. It's short. It says, quote, Live golf. <laughs> Sorry, let me start this over. It says, "Quote: Live golf is clearly the best thing that's ever happened to help the careers of professional golfers." End quote. Greg, we like. Let's. We have to address this. There's a million comments in the chat. I can't pull them all up, but this is obviously, obviously, a direct response to what Live Golf has been able to carve out of the game of golf over the course of the last handful of months. The PGA Tour has now, in my opinion, played their best card, right, to date, right? Some of the stuff they tried to do earlier, and we were like, ah, this isn't all that great, I don't know. To me, this is their best card to date. Um, there's going to be... There's going to be people who are unhappy because they're going to say it shouldn't have taken a threat from Live Golf to accomplish this, or they're going to say, oh you're just copying live golf or why didn't you do this before there, there's there's still going to be some level of bad taste in people's mouth with this yes um and to address some of those things one i i, I don't believe that this is a just a copy of live i think this is improving some of the players wants and desires and some of the things that have come out as a result of live, but it's still in the framework very much. So in the framework of how the PGA tour has always operated. So that would be the first thing. I, I don't see this as a copy of live in any way, um, but there are some small elements, some small perks for the players uh, that live offers like paying travel expenses and 
um, like having guaranteed money that, that do match here. Again, it's still, it's not signing bonuses. It's not guaranteed life-changing money. It's just, you're not going to lose money when you play the PGA Tour, which I, they probably should have done a while ago if it was possible. But it seems to me, Rick, like this has been just accelerated because of Live Golf. Uh, and and I the other thing, I the last thing that I would add is, I, I think we learned how unhappy players really were um, uh, with the PGA Tour in in this move and in this transition. And I don't know how they handled it. I don't know if they went to the commissioner, if they went to the player advisory council and voiced these complaints, if they were just swirling around in the locker room, or if they just didn't really say anything because they thought this was the only way. And when another option came up, the complaints came up at the same time. I, I don't know what happened in that regard. Um, but what I do know is when you have a challenger and you make a response to it, I, that's, that's a good thing. I have been critical of the PGA tour. Obviously uh, I've been critical of live when plenty of times uh, I'm actually quite surprised and almost impressed with how quickly they were able to do this. Uh, and, and maybe it means that we watch 57 minutes of commercials every hour. I don't know what it's going to look like, Greg. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how they're going to pay for all this. Um, but I guess it shows the power. I mean, literally of Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy getting into a room with the players and looking them in the eye and say, if we do this, are you committed to this? And then taking that plan to Jay Monahan and basically say, I mean, obviously I don't know what was said, but like th this is, this is the plan. This is what will make us happy, I guess. And, and how can we get that? It really is amazing how quickly this came together based on what we knew of the conversations. So this is, I want to ask you about this. Um, it, it happens very quickly because the players come together and decide on this. Mm -hmm. Do you think the players beforehand thought there was these particular players, right? These top guys, these guys that are in the players only meeting. Do you think they were happy with the way the PGA tour operated before? And now they're trying to serve the fans, serve the sponsors, generate more income. Like, do you think they're starting to get creative because they feel like they have to, or do you think these players were um, on, like, like, what do you think? led to this from the player's perspective because that's ultimately why all this happened mm -hmm. i don't think uh like let's like talking about like the 22 i don't think right. those guys are super unhappy i don't know how you could be right i mean they've made right. insane amounts of money they set their own schedule all that stuff but i do think that there is there there came a time where um some other competitor said hey we can give you a lot of money for this and quite frankly phil mickelson and his leverage on the PGA, like Phil was the Phil was through the wall, created the leverage. He'll never see the leverage that he earned from the PGA tour, but he just earned it for everybody else. And I think that they were able to say, listen, you know, we can have uh, this phrase we've been talking about, have your cake and eat it too. It's like, we can get a lot of the same stuff here, still be able to play in events that we think are prestigious, still definitely be able to play major championships, not have to answer questions about where the money's coming from X, Y, Z, not have to go through this massive. I just think it was an opportunity and they seized it. All right. You brought something else up. It leads to another question I have. Um, do you think this changes the legacy that Phil Mickelson leaves behind? 
No. Phil Mickelson will be right or wrong. Phil Mickelson will be a the biggest loser in all of this. He will have two hundred million dollars, but uh, he will be the the biggest loser, and he will not. Even if he was the linchpin for all of the great things that PGA Tour players are seeing right now, Tiger Woods will be given the credit. Uh, Rory McIlroy will be given the credit. Mm. So whether Phil was right, wrong, in the middle. The whole time, uh, I know how humans work, and he will not be given the credit for this. Wow. Very interesting. Uh, you're right. I mean, I, I can see it now. Tiger Woods saved the PGA Tiger, Tour. Second time. Right? Tiger Woods has now saved the PGA Tour twice, right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, can total, I can totally see that. Hmm. It's fascinating. Um, speaking of Tiger, we have we actually have more. We, there is more to talk about. More more news broke today, and this will obviously not be uh, the last we hear. We'll get as we get more information about the new state of uh, the PGA Tour. But let me remind everybody: uh, first cut merch twenty percent off. Twenty percent. If you don't have if you don't have that sweet live money, you don't have that sweet PGA Tour money. You want to save twenty percent? You can do that. First cut twenty at checkout. You can go over. Uh, and scan the QR code that Jacob has on the screen right now. Get yourself the etched water glasses. Get yourself some hats, some shirts, some sweatshirts, all that fun stuff. Again, the code you're looking for there, First Cut 20 Rory and Tiger Woods uh, have unveiled a plan for what is essentially a new tour, TGL. And they've described how this is going to work a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about that, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. Okay. More, 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 more. Um, TGL. What does TGL stand for? Do we know? No, I don't. Did they ever announce what TGL stands for? The they golf did. league, Tiger Golf League. They did. What I, is it? I gotta go look it up, but I, I remember them formally announcing what it stands for. Tiger Golf League. That would be interesting. 
I want to think it's like the golf league, but well, it's not really we'll the golf league, is it? I was thinking but, when I read that, uh, I was thinking of a golf the, club, the golf club. Yes, the video game. Yeah, yeah. Or or you can just go like the country club, right? Just like call yourself. Yeah. ECC. Uh, could it be tomorrow golf league? It. Oh, that's, that's probably what it is. That's the name of their company. Do we have any idea what TGL said? Okay, while we figure that out, we'll look it up. All right, while we figure that out, so uh, Roy McElroy and Tiger Woods with this Tomorrow Company have come together to announce uh, TGL, which is going to be golf seemingly like we've never seen before. So it is going to be, quote, tech-infused. Uh, they're going to be inside in a in an arena or in some type of venue with a lot of data and probably like virtual reality and shot trackers and all this stuff, and it's going to be 15 regular season Monday night matches that will have some type of playoff system. And then all of this is kicking off in January of 2024. Playoffs? Yeah. There you go. Uh, I, got an, I got an answer for you real quick. Okay. Yeah, it is. Team Golf League. I got to give them credit. They've been very active on social media today on the Twitter handle, like replying to almost anyone who, who tweets at them or about them. Oh. Team Golf League. All right. All right. Well, I'd call it TGL too. <laughs> you know what Tiger loves to do is just remove the vowels from everything. All yeah. of it's like, like just no vowels here, by the way. Just call it something else. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I, I think the reason this will have some legs at the start is because of Tiger and Rory, obviously. I mean, I've always thought people would watch Tiger Woods go grocery shopping. Um <laughs> I'm sure he's like me. He probably no doesn't do that. Plus, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, the most rare occurrence possible in the universe is that I see Tiger Woods in a grocery store because neither of us are ever going to be in there. <laughs> but uh, all that aside, it's a it's an interesting concept. I, I'm not sure what to make of it. I feel like I have to see this thing all play out, but uh, it's very clear to me what their mission is. Uh, it's to attack, um, attack the younger golf audience, right? It's quicker pace. It's a shorter window. It's only one day. Uh, and, and it's got the tech. So that, that seems to be the, a very clear purpose to me. Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. I believe that in the, the 2022 golf fan, there's never been a time more so where there's like two different demographics that watch golf. There's the, the casual weekend viewing, um, golf fan that skews older and, and less excited about it. And there's the younger, I'm going to watch Thursday morning PGA tour live. I want to, I want to bet on it. I want to track my fantasy teams. I want to play one and done. This is obviously a play at uh, the ladder, the, the younger demographic um, they're, they're promising every shot live within a two hour primetime match, six different teams, of three golfers represented by all by, by PGA tour players, by the way, we should mention this is in partnership with the PGA tour. So there's obviously going to be a lot of overlap there. You're not going to see the live guys in this either. This is uh, a way for tiger and Rory to honestly, they could make a ton of money off this and like, you know, solidify the legacy moving forward. It's almost like uh, their video games. Both of these guys have been the names of, of golf video games. It's like their video games come to life, uh, which is um, a cool concept. Again, I'm not sure it's something that I'm overly interested in. It doesn't necessarily get me excited, but I certainly see their purpose. And I think there is 
a market that will be interested, even if it's just for Tiger. I mean, there are going to be people who want to who want to see this, and I think it'll generate some buzz when it first starts. Yeah, we um. <laughs> We don't we don't have any more information. Like we have less information about this block than we do on the last block. Yes. We've got the mock-ups. Jacob, can you go back to some of those uh some of those mock-ups there? Yeah, where they're inside an arena. I don't know if this is like does it have a roof? Like, I don't know what this even remotely looks like. Cause even if you no matter how big the venue is, you can't have like multiple holes. I I I don't know. This is I I originally thought they were gonna go to go set up a simulator in like cowboy stadium, mm. you know, like go around big cities. But it sounds like from what I read today, they're going to basically build a venue. It's oh, going to be it's not going to travel. It's just going to be like, Hey, you go to right. Jupiter to the Jupiter golf arena, the tomorrow sports golf arena or whatever, whatever it is. That's, that was my um, grasp on my reading today. And we'll see if that takes shape. I mean, I, I don't know what it's going to take to build this. How many people are you going to put in there? But there's certainly opportunity in a venue like this, even outside of uh, TGL, right? You, you, there, there are other things you can do in a venue that seats this many people. Yeah, I was going to pop in and just say the UFC, they, they basically own a complex like this that they will run most of their non-pay-per-view events out of. So they'll have like their their contender series out of a venue in Las Vegas and then just sort of your, your Friday night, you know, cable television uh, fights will run off of that. So this is like what it reminded me of the most is like, they call it their apex center. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I'm um I'm their demo here, right? Like I love the video game golf. I love the sim golf. I like it. Like, I don't, I have no idea what this is going to look like, but uh, I'm, I'm their demo. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, you de you definitely lose some of the allure of watching these guys in person where you see, you know, you see what the ball does. And that is an amazing attraction. And seeing it through a screen is a is a different look. But at the same time, we're so more so much more familiar with numbers in the game, uh with ball speeds and spin right. numbers and apexes. And as a viewing audience, we know what that means. And in large part because we see it on TV, and we ha we've had much more opportunity to do it on in our own games and see what our numbers are. And so there is that connection there as well, where, um, you know, maybe you've never been to a PGA Tour event. You've hit balls in a simulator. You know what your ball speed is. You know how high it goes in the air. And when you see what they do, it can draw some attention. So, yeah, it, um, it's a very, very interesting concept. Okay. I think that's a good stopping point. Obviously there is going to be more and more information and we are going to, over the course of the next couple of days, I'm sure hear from different players on their reactions to all of this information and so on and so forth. But Greg, don't forget that pesky little tour championship where they give out $18 million to the leader. Yeah. That starts tomorrow. That starts tomorrow morning. So we've got, we've got golf. Golf has never been like of such a 24, seven, 365 thing. Kyle and I talked about this on Sunday. Um, you know, the first cup podcast at first, it was like, we're going to do this daily. Are we going to have enough? And now it's like, we should do two in a day. And here we are this week doing just that. So yeah. it, it's a, it's an amazing time. Okay. Round by round recaps. Big thanks. Uh, not only to producer Jacob, who does all the hard work behind the scenes, but Greg Ducharme, who we were able to kind of put this emergency pod together last minute. You can find Greg at the real GFD. You can find me at, at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. 
Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.